Seems like a lot of you are a little bit mad at me because I picked against the Bruins, but let's talk about why they can win this weekend and still reflect, hey, 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 I believe, don't be knocking because I picked against the Bruins. Let, let's, let's, let's talk about belief and what the headset means. Let's get to it. Unlocked on UCLA. Let's bring the love back for this Friday episode. Let's get to it. Let's hit that music, baby. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, it's your maybe not so favorite host, Zach Anderson Yoxheimer, D1 play by play broadcaster. Diehard UCLA Bruins fan. You guys may doubt that moving forward, but whatever it is, it's locked on UCLA. It's thanks for making it your first listen each and every day. And it's available on Spotify, Odyssey, and you know, Apple Podcasts. You can go to YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, like your comments, like seeing what you guys think, even if it is uh, you know, not thinking I don't believe. And the other idea, you know, we we, we believe in the Bruins. We'll get a inspiring eight clap, and not before I tell you that this episode is brought to you by Underdog for Underdog Fantasy. Just sign up at onunderdogfantasy.com with the promo code LOCKED ON all caps, LOCKED ON, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Come on, believe, guys, believe. Let's go. Get those hands in the air. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You see, uh, you see, you like, fight, fight, fight. Let's go. Okay, let, let's get right down to business. Let's get down to business. So because in a crossover episode, it seems like some of the listeners may be doubting my belief system in terms of the Bruins beating the Utes this weekend. Well, we'll dedicate part of the show to saying why UCLA can beat Utah in a 18 versus 11 ranked matchup. Top 20 matchup, the best matchup in the Pac-12 this weekend. But first, we have to remind you, hey... You come up to me on you know at a game and it's like, can UCLA win? I'll say a thousand times out of a thousand times, yes. Put the headset on and you get me speaking to you. I'll be like, well, gotta be a little bit more informed than that. But UCLA can win this game, absolutely. But I'm gonna tell you why. Why I said what I said. UCLA has to prove. They have to prove that they belong. I know all you at home that you guys want to believe. I want to believe. We all believe that they can win. But it's one thing to choose them beating Washington at home in a short week where they're ready, they're rested, considering Charbonnet hasn't taken too much, too many beatings, right? Washington team that was largely unproven against a UCLA team that had been largely unproven. Well, Utah has been proven tried and true time and time again, and UCLA has not beaten them since 2015. They've taken over. I've already discussed it this week, but I'll tell, I'll bring it up once again. Utah has kind of taken the place of that Stanford game where UCLA just can't seem to handle it. Whatever it is, whether it came to a high-scoring game that started it, whether it became a low-scoring physical game, whether the quarterback's out, they've seen it all against the Utah Utes. And for what it's worth, UCLA has struggled with the Utes since they've come to the Pac-12 and even dating back to before Utah became a Pac-12 member. Their last trip to Salt Lake City or, you know, or whatever it was, they... They, whenever they go to Utah, whoever they play in Utah, in Utah seems to be a, a super struggle, whatever it is. But 
for UCLA. They've struggled with Utah since they've come into the Pac-12 back in 2011. UCLA has to prove that they belong. That's first and foremost. How do you prove you belong? As we kind of smack the camera there. They have to prove they belong, as I've discussed before. The physicality of this matchup, regardless of if Utah is as physically vulnerable or if they are as strong up front as they used to be in recent years with Kyle Whittingham, regardless of what it is, you have to prove that you can belong or you can beat this team in a one-game scenario. That's the college football season. Whether you win it by a fluke or whether you don't, leave a doubt. Either way, you have to go in and end up with the W. And even if it is a very ugly W, UCLA just has to get it. And by theory, that proves they belong. That's what they've got to do this weekend. Just because I picked against him does not believe that I don't think UCLA can come in. There's a variety of thoughts I've seen in this game. UCLA is coming into this game as underdogs, like they were last week at home versus Washington. They're giving Washington, I think, uh, getting Utah an extra point, point and a half maybe. Some Utah fans think this. Some fans neutral think it's going to be a two-touchdown game in favor of the Utes. Some UCLA fans think it's going to be a two-touchdown game in favor of UCLA. I think it'll be a closer game than a much closer game. But UCLA has to prove they belong. They have to go and earn this game. This isn't, say, you know, a game where it's like, all right, they're playing South Alabama at home, and there's reasons why they, you know, they, they should win that game. There's reasons why UCLA in the past has lost this game to Utah. They have to prove. Not just on any stats you can point to, okay, this is a Utah team, this, the UCLA, that. First and foremost, they must prove they belong in this, whether they belong in the top 15, to move in the top 10. There, there is a potential for a dream run for this Bruins team. But you have to go through the teams that have led the Pac-12. And in the Southern Division, it has not been USC. It has been Utah. In the North, Mostly it has been Oregon and Stanford. Stanford's fallen on hard, hard times. It is now Oregon UCLA will have to go beat. And who do they play in two weeks? They play Oregon. Who is the team that's leading the Pac-12 this year thus far? Whether by nook or by crook, whether it's pretty or ugly, it, technically it's SC. They got to go beat all these teams. The beautiful thing for UCLA's schedule, it's laid out in front of them. Who is kind of the dark horse? It was Washington. With UCLA kind of coming out of, with Washington coming out of nowhere, UCLA coming in, they go beat them. The beautiful part is UCLA has the schedule to go forth and beat the teams that, regardless of what we think, they can go prove everybody wrong. Dorian Thompson Robinson keeps the receipts. He can flash this one in front of my face, but it's not that they aren't going to win. They just got to prove it. And regardless of what the players think of the locker room, what we think as fans, we all must believe as UCLA, as a UCLA fan base, they've got to earn this right. It's one thing to believe. I do believe they can win this matchup, but they've got to earn the respect by winning this game. They earned some respect by beating Washington in an almost dominant fashion, quite frankly. But they've got to earn more respect by beating Utah. People can kind of, eh, you know, shove it off. They're giving UCLA respect as a tough opponent, but you've got to earn the respect by saying, no, UCLA can win this game. They've got to earn that respect. they got to earn my respect by having being a podcast host. they got to earn that respect for me to give it to them. I, I believe. I believe they can go. I've spent all this, you know, the rebirth of this podcast saying they can make the Rose Bowl. They don't need to go undefeated to make the Rose Bowl. 
But they would like to take this win against Utah, and that can lead them forward. They've got to earn their respect. First and foremost, they must earn our respect to earn this win. Whatever it is, whatever the belief is, I believe they can win, which is why I'm going to spend the rest of the podcast telling you why, why I think they can do it. Just because I picked against them doesn't mean that they're not going to win. It is what it is. But first, I'm going to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest way to spice up the college football season. You can go choose certain players. You can say, all right, is ETR going to get more than 300 yards passing, 100 yards rushing? Go just go take a look at Underdog Fantasy. It's easy to play and available in over 30 states. Just pick between two to five players across any team and just decide if they'll finish with a higher or lower in terms of yards, touchdowns, whatever it may be. It's one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there. You can win cold, hard cash in a single game. Just sign up with the promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On. An underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in either the App Store or the Google Play Store. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy with the promo code Locked On. One word. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Okay, what is UCLA going to have to do to win this game? It's kind of been slowly repeated throughout the week, but again, we're going to put it right hard smack down for the Bruins in order for them to win and take a look and get a get a win for the Bruins. What, what what's gonna what is it going to take? What is it going to take? Let, let's tell you one. Can UCLA dominate the, the physical side of the game? How many yards per rush are they going to get with Zach Charbonnet? Recently, he's been dominating. Last week against Washington, over five yards a carry. The Bruins running it down Washington's throat. I don't think UCLA will put up a 200-yard rushing day. I'm not sure they'll get close to 500 yards. But if they can put up 400 yards of offense, they can get Charbonnet about Four and a half yards per carry, I think they'll be pretty successful. But it's going to be won or lost on the offensive and defensive line. If they have lots of success running the football, then they can, you know, Utah would like to dominate the clock, but it's going to be, can they dominate the line of scrimmage? Dominate the line of scrimmage. That is the key. Number one, the key, and this plays out throughout what I've already said, but we're going to repeat it again, dominate the line of scrimmage. And how does that affect everything else? If you dominate the line of scrimmage, you can watch Charbonnet and DTR do their things, not force too much. You don't have to go too much in the air because this is a Utah secondary that has picked up, that has been dominant. They have picked off teams. They had four interceptions last week. Clark Phillips III had three interceptions on his own for Utah. This is a team that knows how to turn the opposition over. So keeping the ball out of the air as much as possible, if UCLA can, will be fantastic. But we've seen this year... UCLA, they've spread the ball with so many different receivers. If they can give DTR time to throw, these receivers, for the most part, UCLA, when they've had good offensive schemes, are wide open. So it doesn't matter what type of secondary they're facing. They've been wide open, and DTR hasn't had to have any trouble, even though that he thread the needle to Hudson Habermill to clinch that Washington victory. So mostly offensive and defensive lines. Kind of last week, like I alluded to with Washington, but it's a different, not slowing down Michael Penix Jr. Cam Rising is a tough quarterback to face, but for the offensive and defensive line, can they spark the running game and can they slow down the Utah running game? 
it seems like from the Utah side of things, after discussing with JT Wistrasil and kind of just peeking and seeing what the Utah fans seem like, they don't think the running game is good, and they're a team that still averages about 150, 160 rushing yards a game. So UCLA has to take this rushing attack seriously. Tavion Thomas and the Utes came to it. Cam Rising is a guy who can rush himself. He's a dual threat, maybe not as elusive per se and dynamic as one Dorian Thompson Robinson. But this is a guy who can definitely affect the game on the ground. Last week led the Utah Utes in rushing on the ground. So if UCLA can dominate the line of scrimmage, offensively and defensively, they can be in for a very, very successful day. Very successful day. That's what it needs to do. They need to do that. And again, that goes back to kind of if you saw the crossover episode, would have brought up, can UCLA's red zone statistics look a lot better? In the last 18 trips, 19 trips, I believe, UCLA has scored only 11 touchdowns on the season. Utah, if they come down and march into the UCLA 20, UCLA's defense has allowed nine touchdowns in their opponent's last 11 trips inside their own red zone defensively. So this game, yes, you can push back and forth offensive line, defensive line, will be won or lost in the red zone. It'll be won and lost efficiency-wise. Won't be maybe as big play, possibly, as, say, the Washington game, a lot of big plays, fourth down conversions, Washington going for it. Not sure that's going to be the game that Utah wants to play, or maybe we'll see if Chip Kelly wants to gamble early. He was pushing the envelope early. This game, I think, against Utah will have to be much more calculated performance, all simply based on execution. Again, it comes down to execution, but it's going to come down in key moments, not just, all right, they're going to go put up 500 yards like they did against Washington, ended up being 499. It's going to come down to the Bruins executing. They'll have much less chances. We'll just have to face it. There will be a lot less chances against Utah, and Utah's not going to be flying up and down the field like Washington wants to or wanted to last week, but it's going to come down to there's fewer opportunities in this game, but you have to execute at just a high of a clip like they did against the Huskies. So executing in the red zone offensively and defensively is going to be key. Whether the Bruins still put up 40 points, the difference is how many did they leave off the scoreboard because, A, they either couldn't execute in the red zone and had to kick a field goal or had to go for it on fourth down, or B, when they kind of had Utah backed up on a third and nine and they got to the UCLA 17, and just when they evaded, just when they could have forced a field goal, they allowed a first down and Utah ends in a touchdown. That's going to be a key development in this game for UCLA. Physicality, proving they belong, smacking them in the mouth, and then efficiency in the opponent's, deep in opponent's territory. While Utah, you know, when they rumble down the field, can UCLA hold them to three? That will be a super, super key. Last year, Utah ran all over UCLA, a little different with Dorian Thompson Robinson out in that game, who interestingly enough hasn't had too much showing against Utah. So you wonder. Is that the thing that a veteran Dorian Thompson Robinson has against Utah? That's maybe another third key. He hasn't played against the Utes since 19. So while there has been tape for Utah to obviously study and whatnot, a Dorian Thompson Robinson-led attack with Charbonnet can give a different dynamic that maybe Utah hasn't seen. And while they did see him in 19, that was a different Thompson Robinson. He had 16 interceptions in his first 21 career games, a turn, bit of a turnover machine early. He's kind of brought that down a little bit. He's been fantastic this year. 
That's the one thing that should give UCLA fans hope. How does Utah game plan for UCLA's quarterback? And while they saw the rushing attack with the Britton Brown and Zach Charbonnet last year, right? For UCLA, they got the home game. Hopefully an ex- excited atmosphere, a popping atmosphere. The, the athletic department's been pushing out fans. How can they use the home field advantage? Won't be. It's not going to be you know, like we want it to be at 80,000 and whatnot, but we expect for a fun, rocking atmosphere. And last week, the Bruins used that to their advantage. So how does this game play out? Well, as I've already predicted, you've seen it in the crossover episode, I said 38-35 Utah. Be a close game, but in the end, UCLA's got to prove they want to win this game. And it seems simple, it seems dumb, but that doesn't mean that I don't believe. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't believe. In the end, all we do is just talk nonsense and have fun and wait till the game's played. And luckily enough, they play early enough on Saturday. We don't have to wait all day to see the result. Win or lose, UCLA's season is not lost if they lose that game. That's the simple fact. And then they head into the bye, get some nice rest and recovery. Moving forward for the Bruins. Can UCLA win this game? This is the way UCLA's got to win the game. This is how it's got to come out. UCLA, as they've done before, they've come out and they've dominated coming out of the second half. Finally, Washington came out and scored some fourth-quarter touchdowns to kind of skew the numbers I've been bringing out almost all season with how they've dominated second halves. But if UCLA can go in the locker room within three points, up three points, even, within a score, they tend to come out being a physically dominant team in the second half and really changing how that game goes. And Utah, they can eat some clock with running the football. And while they, you know, against Florida, they had some flaws exposed. They haven't showcased the same flaws. They've scored 70 points in a game, albeit against Southern Utah, but that's an angry team that comes out and does that. UCLA needs to be an angry team. Once again, they played with fire. They played with anger to beat Washington and they got to come out with even more fire and more anger to beat Utah in the middle of the day on a Saturday where still there's plenty of doubters just because I made a prediction doesn't mean I don't believe huh? yeah look at this look at this we believe they can beat the Utes it, it is simple as that they can this is this is the most winnable Utah game UCLA's had in arguably the last seven to eight years interesting enough it's the most Important game the Bruins well played in the last eight years, and they get it at home. One of eight home games. There's a year to do it. This is the year. UCLA's got to do it, man. This is the one. This is a Bruin team where whether it's Leatu Latu who comes in, whether it's the defense that can force a rare Cam Rising interception, despite what we saw week one with the game on the line, Rising is efficient as it gets as a quarterback. They've got tight end threats. they got Kincaid. They've got a Jalen Dixon, a shifty little back, you know. They've got little pieces that almost echo UCLA's offensive threats. They've got the big physical threat, although more of a tight end compared to a Jake Bobo. They've got a shifty back who can make a difference, whether it be a can Kaz Allen make a difference? Can a Jalen Dixon make a difference? I think the X factor in this game may be who is the UCLA player that steps up and that we're not expecting. It's not going to be Charbonnet or DTR or Jake Bobo. Is it take Cam Brown? Is it finally an emergence of the elite speed of Kaz Allen? I talk about all the, the physicality, right? But is it the speed that Chip Kelly 
wishes to utilize so dearly, so much? Is it Kaz Allen who makes the game-changing play in the special teams or gets a ball and leaks out for a big play and just erases any need for red zone efficiency? UCLA is going to need somebody to step up. They've seen guys step up defensively, but offensively they're going to need somebody. And with the offensive line needing to protect ETR and forcing the run game, is it Keegan Jones who gets a key run that changes the game? Kaz Allen, Cam Brown, who is that guy that's going to step up? And it won't be Bobo blowing the field away. It won't be Charbonnet blowing the field away. It'll be a key guy that despite, yes, Bobo can make big plays. Charbonnet, those guys, the big kind of three we keep circling for UCLA offensively. Who are the guys that are going to come up and stand up? Normally, DTRs spread the ball, but they need to come through and get who is the who's going to be the unsung hero that changes the game for UCLA. We won't know it until the game happens, but we'll find out. We'll all find out. Well, it's better for me to predict against UCLA and have the win than if I'm going to predict against UC, predict for UCLA every week. I can't say they can win every week, but they very well can with this schedule this year. They can. But they got to go earn the respect of everybody by beating another quality opponent Three straight ranked opponents, 15th or higher by the time they're facing him, it looks like for the Bruins in these few weeks. UCLA's got to come out firing in all cylinders and come out and shock everybody again, head into the bye week and figure things out. Once again, rest, recover, and get ready. Can they beat the Utes? Absolutely. They bleeping can. Let's go, Bruins. Let's go. In the meantime, let's get those hands in the air. And before we get the eight clap going, go check out Locked On Pac-12 with Spencer McLaughlin. He'll probably give his picks. He'll most likely pick against the Bruins. But the Bruins got to prove it's all wrong and get the dub. In the meantime, get those hands in the airs. And eight clap time. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U-C-L-A. U-C-L-A prove me wrong. What? Fight, fight, fight. Let's go. That's how we do it. That's how we do it with Locked On UCLA. Let's go. We're excited. In the meantime, go like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Keep giving those game predictions. I love seeing it. Bring the love. Thanks for the support. Go Bruins. This has been Locked on UCLA. Go Bruins.